Last week, we celebrated the resurrection of our Savior. We stood in awe of a Redeemer who has defeated sin, conquered death, and changed our eternity. Now, the work of the church begins. It's our time to go and tell the world about Jesus, to let them know they are loved, to show them they are cared for, to be the light of Christ to those around us. The story of Easter is not meant to be kept quiet. The gift is not meant to be kept secret. The love of Jesus, His grace and mercy, the power of His resurrection are meant to be shared with our friends, our families, our communities, our nation, and our world. Today there is light overcoming darkness, hope destroying hopelessness, victory rising out of defeat, and life rising from the ashes of death. It's time to climb the mountaintops and proclaim in one loud voice, He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hey, everybody. Pastor Rust here. I am like 30 to 40 feet in the air here on our parking lot. I just want to take a second and welcome you. If you're watching live on Facebook or live on our website, welcome. If you're listening here in your cars, I want to welcome you. I just want to take a second so everybody can see this if you're watching. I'm going to do a quick pan of the parking lot because you can see there's over 70 vehicles that are joining me today. If you are on, if you are on the east side, I want you to honk your horns. Are you ready? Here we go. There they are. <laughs> All right, let's go to the west side. Let's hear it, west side. <laughs> awesome. I'm loving the sign. He is risen. That's awesome. I am preaching in a little bit of a wind right now. <laughs> you can hear those horns in the background. I will say there's a highway right next to me. So if I pause at any time during my message, it's to let the car go by. That way you can hear what I'm saying. So at this point, I'll say reserve your honking until the end of the message when I say amen. Thank you. Get that last one out of your system. <laughs> Thank you. I want to start our message. This is a message entitled From a Mountain. And in the Bible, there are many mountain, mountaintop experiences that people have had and experiences on a mountain, whether it be the place in which Noah's Ark settled and his family saw the rainbow of God's promise. And where at the final moment, a ram was provided for sacrifice for Abraham and Isaac. It's from a mountain where God spoke to Moses through a burning bush and revealed his great name, I am. It is from a mountain where God delivered the Ten Commandments to the nation of Israel. It is from a mountain where fire from heaven consumed an altar that was built by the prophet Elijah, proving that there was one true God. 
And it's from a mountain where Peter, James, and John fall to their faces and to their knees as Jesus is transfigured before their very eyes and he reveals his incredible glory. It's from a mountain where Jesus ascends into heaven and it's where Jesus will return when he steps foot back on this earth. And it's also from a mountain where Jesus gives us the great commission to go and make disciples. And my message is from that great commission, Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. Before I read these passages, I do want to pray together that God would open our hearts to receive his word. So let's pray together. Father, I thank you for this unique opportunity to come together, to gather around the word of God, wherever we're at, wherever we're listening, we ask for your presence, Lord, to guide us and to lead us. And we thank you so much. We ask that your spirit would open up our hearts to receive your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. So Matthew 28, 16 through 20, if you have your Bibles with you, this will also be on the screen if you're watching. Verse 16, the Bible says, Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some of them doubted. And Jesus came and he told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. There's a few things that Jesus states here, and I want to make those very clear this morning. Three things, in fact. The first one is that Jesus declares his authority. In verse 18, Jesus says, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. And this authority is the right to rule and, and to command and govern. And I think about the people in our lives that have authority, whether it be the government and they give us the laws of the land, or maybe it's officers who serve and protect and help implement laws. And whether it's in the home, whether it's the authority of mom or dad, and maybe it's the authority of employers as they, as they give the employees a directive and the employees do so. Sometimes employers, if they say jump, we as employees, we say how high. And I look at this passage and Jesus said he has all authority because he has the right to rule because he's conquered sin, death, and hell. And if Jesus says jump, how high do we jump? Does his voice matter in our life? Is there authority there? In Ephesians chapter 1, the Bible tells us that Jesus is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. And God has put all things under the authority of Jesus, and he's made him head over all things. And Philippians chapter 2 says that God has elevated Jesus to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. 
And it's upon this foundation of authority that Jesus gives us the greatest assignment known as the Great Commission. And that leads me to my second point that Jesus gives us an assignment here in this passage. Therefore, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I've given you. Therefore, go. That word right there, one translation says, having gone. I've also heard the words, as you are going. And the Greek word for go there is poor you am I. And the root from that comes from the word poros, which means passageway. And I think this is so cool. Passageway, it means moving something from one place to another, to, to transport. And what's interesting is that Jesus says go, and he's commissioning those who desire to be his disciples to transport this message from the mountain they were on to all over the world. And God chooses us to be the passageway in which this gospel message goes into all the world. Powerful. And he also says to make disciples. And notice Jesus doesn't say, go and make people who call themselves Christians. He says, go and make disciples. And sadly, there are many people in our world today that call themselves Christians, but their lives look nothing like Christ. Many people around us, oh, I'm a Christian, but are they following him? You see, when Jesus called his disciples, he said, follow me. And they left everything. And that is what it means to be a disciple, to drop everything and make Jesus the supreme authority in your life. Jesus says to baptize them. This sign that a person or their home is following Jesus Christ. It's a declaration to the world around you of the grace of God and the reality of him in their life. And he says to teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I've given you. And that word teach in the New Testament, when this word is used, nearly every time it refers to the teaching of the scriptures. So someone would get saved, go and make disciples, they become saved, they get baptized, they proclaim this new life in Jesus Christ, and then they begin to learn what it means to live out a life through the scriptures. Through the scriptures, we learn how to obey God. This is the assignment that Jesus has given us. And the last piece in this is Jesus promises his presence. Jesus says in verse 20, be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What an assurance that is. He says, be sure of this. Be confident in this. Have hope in this, that I am with you even to the end of the age. God's word says that he never leaves us nor he forsakes us. And in the midst of this season that we're walking through, it can be very difficult at times but always know you can have God's presence in your life. He's with you. He is for you. Isaiah 52, verse 7, the Bible says, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who brings good news, the good news of peace and salvation, the news 
that the God of Israel reigns. Now, Isaiah's words here are given to a nation that was in captivity and they would return from exile. And messengers would then go around to all these different mountains that were surrounding Jerusalem and they would declare the good news that they've been set free and that they've returned home and that God reigns. And this prophetically points to today where you and I are given the duty of bringing the good news of Jesus to all that we encounter and declaring that we have been set free from sin eternal home in heaven and our God still reigns today. Isaiah 52, seven, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who brings good news. The reality of good news, it's that Jesus sets us free from sin and that we can have everlasting life. And there's two responses to the message today. And these two responses come from two different mounts. The first one was from the Mount of Olives where we get the Great Commission. And if you're a follower of Jesus, I want you to consider the reality of the Great Commission in your life today. Is that real? Are you making disciples? Because that's the commission that Jesus gives all of his followers. Not just a pastor not just a church leader, a spiritual leader. He gives that to his followers to go and make disciples. The other mount to consider is the one called Mount Calvary. And that's where Jesus took upon the sin of the world. And he was hung on a cross and he gave his final breath for you and for me. Have you encountered Jesus is the reality of Mount Calvary, is that true in your life? If not, that's a response for you today. Is to respond to the great work of the cross of Jesus Christ and to surrender your life to him. It was on a mountain where the prophet Elijah heard God speak in a still small voice. I'm asking all of us to consider what is God speaking to us? today what is he speaking to us let's close in a word of prayer father i thank you so much for the work of calvary what you've done on the cross to redeem us from sin and perhaps there's someone listening or watching right now or in our parking lot maybe you've not surrendered your life to jesus but today you want to do that. If that's you, I just simply ask you to pray with me in your heart. Just say, Jesus, today I surrender. I come down from my high place of pride, and I humble myself at the foot of the cross. And I ask for your forgiveness and cleanse me from my sin and make me a new person. Help me to live for you from this day forward. Guide me by your presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want to thank you for being my Lord and my Savior. And Father, for everyone listening, as a follower of Jesus, help us 
to truly live out the Great Commission and to proclaim your name from the mountain of influence that we all have in our life, the people that we engage with each and every day, help us to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And I close with this prayer from Jude. Now all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to him who alone is God, our Savior through Jesus Christ, our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time and in the present and beyond all time. Amen. Amen. I want to close with just a couple of announcements. Perhaps you're someone that prayed that prayer of salvation with me at the end of this message. I want to encourage you to reach out to us and consider this resource for next steps. It's called Now What? And you can visit this on our website if you go to faithccpalmer.org backslash now dash what. You'll be able to access this page and you can also request a hard copy of this resource and a free Bible. If you want to contact us in any way, please send us a message. If you're watching on Facebook, you can also text us at 712-794-4690. That number is also on the screen. I also want to direct anyone to our Faith Online page. If you're in need of assistance or you're in need of prayer, please visit this website. Go to our homepage. You'll find the link Faith Online right on our homepage. And there you'll find many other resources that help you as you worship over the weekend and throughout the week. And lastly, I want to say that on Thursday night, we're going to be doing another Zoom Bible study. This, this week, our guests are John and Ann Powers, and we're very excited to have them a part of, of our evening together. And their study is going to be on learning from Jesus in the School of Trials. This will be a very good study. It's going to need access because it's Zoom. If you don't know how to get access to that, please reach out to us. We will hook you up with that Zoom meeting. Another announcement I want to make is that Tim and Bonnie Tilber have been making masks, and they wanted me to just make it known that if there's anybody out there that would desire a mask, to just let us know. We'll get that to you. We'll mail those out to you. They've got a good stock that they've been working on. We want to equip you with that if that's something that you need. As we close our time together today, I want us to consider what happened right before Jesus ascended into heaven. In Luke 24, the Bible says that Jesus had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. To think of the blessing that Jesus gave, I wonder what he said. I wonder what he told them as he began to lift from the earth and go up into the clouds. And we don't know for sure what kind of blessing gave, and it's possible that what he said in Matthew 28 is the blessing. But just sitting on this this week, I wonder if Jesus gave the blessing that the Lord gave Moses in the wilderness of Mount Sinai. And there's a reason why I consider this. In Numbers 6, the Bible says that the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, This is the way 
you shall bless the children of Israel and say to them, the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. And may the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in today.